Welcome back to the Pod Closet. I am your co-host, Ryan Phillips, joined as always by the biggest fan of your dad's favorite show, my co-host, Andrew Tuck. <laughs> that, that is original. You were a little behind the scenes how the sausage is made on the podcast. Ryan was a little worried he was repeating because we live did that intro. Um, it's that, not. That intro was from Spurly. Didn't remember if I had said it yet. No, you hadn't. That's a great one. Thank you, listener Spurly. <laughs> Got him. Fan of your dad's favorite show. Um, okay. Welcome to, I, I got, I got something that triggered that, but I'm going to do the, I'm going to be a real professional here and I'm going to do the intro and then I'm going to trigger it. Uh, you're do your to, one thing yeah, and I'm then just the, call it quits. <laughs> I got two things. I got the website, www.tuckandrolls.ca and the intro, uh, yeah. intro. So getting both, both tasks done early today <laughs> and then just mailing it in, coasting it's, to it's, the end. It's like when you get all your homework done on, on Friday night so you could party on Saturday. Yeah, but I like the way I said sure, it. Sure, yeah, I partied a lot. Do you get cool. that reference, by the way? That's a Wayne's World 2 reference. That's a deep Oh, no, cut. I didn't. Over my head. Uh, that's, you know what? It's, you probably should have got it, because welcome to Tech and Rolls. We are a movie slash pop culture podcast by a guy that likes movies. That's me, aka the Segway King, and a movie guy. That's you. What's going on, dude? I thought you were going to say we're a Dana, Dana Carvey super fan cast, and I was like, you're right, I should have got that Wayne's World <laughs> reference. <laughs> Um, uh, what's going on? Very little. Just sitting down on a Friday night with you, enjoying this uh, houseplant grapefruit sent to me ooh. direct by a friend of the show, Seth Rogen. He, he personally sent it to me with a nice Voss that he handcrafted. Oh, that's a weed drink. I made this up. Yeah, that's not true. He didn't give it to me, but it is his company. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I actually tried those before, like before I wasn't allowed to, but like, um, they're good. I like weed drinks. They're fun. It's tasty. Yeah, it's good. It like it's a different high than an edible, but it's kind of acts a little quicker. Um, not that I would know if works listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yo, Spurly, your dad's favorite show. I I had I noticed something the other day because I'm going through a list of shows that Netflix has canceled. Um, I like garbage TV. Like, yeah, I noticed that about <laughs> 55 episodes ago. Oh, yeah, we're episode 60 this week. So we're getting a social insurance check. Is that right? Old age pension kicks in 60? Well, yeah, what do you call it? CPP. CPP, cashing in, like, finally. Worked our entire lives, our entire year and a half putting money into CPP, and now we're getting dividends. <laughs> um, yeah, like um, there was a show called The Order on Netflix. Sounds it, familiar, but I don't know what it is. It was about it. werewolves and witches I and stuff like, like werewolves. that. Eh, it was a little bit. Those were the Knights of St. Christopher is what the werewolves were called. It was a, a CW-esque show, but shittier. And I watched the first season in like a weekend because I like garbage TV. There's that one. There's Panic. There's a bunch of stuff that I just like, I watch and it gets canceled. So um, my gems, not so crispy, I guess. But whatever, we're moving on. Yeah, a nice soft gem for the <laughs> team, the, the listeners. Sounds like a, the shittiest <laughs> prize in Zelda or whatever. Link has found the soft gem. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. Thank you. And it's, uh, oh God, why is it so wet? It's, it's, it's just so wet. <laughs> Link has a just disgusted face. <laughs> Goes in the bag, leaves like a wet mark. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> soft gem. Um, yeah. I do... Uh, on to better topics, because I think we've lost everybody. Um, I got, I want to do a listener shout out, because I got a, a pro tip from a listener this week. Um, you, were talking, you were talking about my two jobs. Um, listener Katie, the one that does Rumble, she mentioned that I don't have to say www. every time I do a website. But how will people know? I know. But like what, you have to type the www. right? What if it takes you to a different web instead of the worldwide one? Uh, yeah, like the dark web. I don't know oh, what. You don't want that. No, like DW dot talking rolls. Dark. I'm assuming that's what dark web. Dark web. Yeah, DWW dark web. <laughs> yeah. Dark, dark worldwide. Dark, no, wait. Dark, dark web website. DWW dot. DDP dot talking rolls. Diamond Dallas page dot talking rolls dot CA. I'm doing the side. Doing the triangle. Yeah. So DDP yoga. He does yoga now. Do you know that? Oh, I'm well aware of okay, DDP good. yoga. You're telling me about DDP yoga? Come on. That was more of a rhetorical question for the yeah. listeners, but um, well, thanks. So That's good. Good tips, Katie. Uh, pro he's tips, not yep. going to listen to you. He's no. going to keep doing it our for web- sure. <laughs> our website's www.tuckandrolls.ca if you want to interact with us. Um, on the topic of listener shoutouts, I don't want to shout out listener Super Chris or listener Spurly this week, even though he kind of redeemed himself with that awesome intro. Um, they did not do their homework, so. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. We don't look, we don't ask a lot from our listeners. We no. just ask that they 
listen every single episode five to six times. They like, they subscribe, they share us with their friends, they tell us that we're really funny, they tell us we're their favorite podcast. These are easy things that all listeners could do. Yeah, Occasionally, Tuck demands that you send in a voicemail. And you I didn't demands. do it. You I let politely, him down. I politely I listen asked. To him. He's sending me texts all week saying, is yeah. it me? Am I hey, a bad man. person? Is that why they didn't do the voicemails? Like, the, can you talk to your buddies? Like, talk to them. Like, give us a voicemail. Anyway, you know who did? Number one listener of the show. Listener Kayla, past guest Kayla, she sent us a voicemail. So, Ryan, why don't you do a little editor magic and drop that in right now? Yep, look at me go. Look at the magic happen right now. Hey, boys. Mission accepted to leave you a voicemail. Um, Which is funny because I was actually going to leave one to thank you because today's episode got me through hitting 7.5K for the first time. Woo-woo. as you know, training for 10K, and you two have been uh, pretty pretty good at keeping me company along the, the run, so I appreciate that. Um, I also came up with a uh, drinking game for next time I'm a guest, if I'm still invited to be a guest one day, so yeah. Anyway, this one didn't take as long as my rant on Tom Cruise, so that's good. Love you, bye! Great voicemail, Kayla. Um, first of all, congrats on the 7.5K. Impressive. Yep. Glad we helped you get through it. Second of all, training for a 10K. Impressive. I ran a 10K once. I'm just going to suggest you don't do it. You don't need to do it. There's no reason to run that far. Um. Yeah, I've run a couple of 10Ks. I've never done one professionally. Just, you know, sometimes bust out one for fun. But um, it's a uh, it's not an enjoyable thing. So good luck. Way to go on the 7.5K. You should send us how uh, your time separately so that if the episode isn't long enough and you don't have an episode we can just send you like ryan and i bullshitting back and forth for 20 minutes so you can keep it going for the entire 10k wow the the shade from andrew talk towards kayla oh i'm sorry do you need an hour and a half to run uh, your seven and a half k kayla i would never ask that i'm gonna make them shorter because i know how fast you are did not say that you implied it it was implied nope it was implied that our episodes are getting way shorter because we're mailing it in in the summer. Hashtag summer of no it edits. It's fucking almost winter here in Edmonton. <laughs> so, but. I know. It's fall of no edits too. But uh, yeah, I'm just... Anyway, good work on the 10K. Um, drinking games. I can't wait. We're going to have you on probably next episode if we can get you so we can have some drinks. And We play um, a drinking game every episode called... Drink until you're done recording. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> drink, wins. Drink until I can't drink no more. No, that's not it. Um, also, what the fuck? You stole my outro. Oh, just absolutely like, straight ripped it off. Didn't even didn't put a spin on it. Didn't add some her own personal no. flair. A straight rip off. I the balls. I don't, I don't know what a trademark is, but I, I've said it like over sixty times because Ryan's kind of you kind of. Outro cucked me a couple of times, so I had to slip a couple in. Outro cucked. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, love you guys. Bye is I definitely know, what I do. Tuck, I don't know if we've talked about it. First of all, Kayla, thank you so much. I yeah, am about to go you. on a tangent. We're, oh, We're oh. not going to circle back to you. You're the oh, best. You're the number aside, one thank fan. You. Thank you. I think that people use the term cuck as an insult incorrectly. Hear me out on this. No, I, I, I agree with you completely. Because like if you yeah if you're an actual cuck that's what you want and I'm not yes saying- that's what you want if if you are a cuck you enjoy watching another man have sex with your partner yeah and maybe I'm- it's wife specifically I don't know the full but that's the thing that's what you want so if somebody's like oh you're a cuck you're like cool it's not an insult they want no, that like that, that's a good thing for them we don't kink shame here um, it just doesn't make sense well I know it's it's more like a just a term for what you did to the outro is you you took it. Right, like, kind of. I, I took I, it away from you, and I made you watch me do the outro. Yeah, right in so, front of you. And I'm not saying I. Yeah, but I think there's an act, like the act of, the act of cucking somebody. I didn't say you were a cuckold. Like the cucking part is. I'm gonna say that one more times. <laughs> it's <laughs> sorry, sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> but that that act, like that's what I'm using referencing. It's not an insult. It's just saying what you did. You you took my outro right in front of me. The outro cucked me. That's true. So, but I, I do, I do like, I do appreciate, well, this is weird. 60 episodes in. Hey, Ryan, I appreciate your valid opinion on this subject. <laughs> wow. This is weird. This is uh, weird. I don't uh, like this. I'm sorry, just, yeah. uh, speaking of cucks, I have some big video game news. 
Okay. I don't know if that's a good segue, is it? What did you think? Uh, yeah, like, as the segue king, I, I as, give you blessing. As you and the listeners well know, big, big Destiny 2 guy over here. It's my game of choice. Huge, we play huge. a lot of it. I play the, the, the storylines. We play the raids. Raid crew I for dabble. life. I dabble in a little bit of PvP for the uninitiated player versus player. That oh. is your, you know, you're you're playing against other real people, you know, trying to kill them. You shoot when each I- other. It is a shooty game. Uh, you're, you know, you, you in the past have played a Call of Duty. I'm yeah, sure. I under, I got it. The PvP, okay. the Halo. Um, well, Question. Yes. Do you, do you shit talk said person that you're playing when you? No, I oh, absolutely okay. stay out of the game chat. I yeah, would never okay, go yeah. to the game chat. That's trash. I don't even want to use the game chat. If you're a PlayStation owner, you use PlayStation chat, which is outside of the game and better. If you have to use the game chat, you are like, it's gross. But anyways, uh, the the highest highest you can go for PvP is um, a competitive mode called Trials of Osiris. And if you win seven rounds in a row with no losses with your team of three, you go to the lighthouse and you become flawless. And guess what? Your boys did it flawless this means nothing to you this means nothing to the listeners but i want to tell you something it's really hard to do it took a lot of legitimate video game skill i had of course the help of past guest jason and his brother adam members of the raid team three three of us we did it we went flawless went to the lighthouse felt fucking great felt like the king of the world flawless like all i'm thinking of was mortal Kombat now by the way flawless victory but uh i recently played the card game fuck the dealer uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember this one from, I recall. from university where you had to get people to guess the wrong card three times in a row. Yeah. And having played that and watch uh, the critic, Corey, get absolutely fucked as the dealer over like 20 cards or something like that, um, I get how hard it would be to do seven of anything in a row. So that's where I was going with that. Um, Great job. analogy. Very I thought wonderful. It was. I thought it was relatable to people that don't play video games, but have been drinking with me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the rest of our crew. Now, as uh, the dealer in that situation, Corey getting fucked. Yeah. Is his wife there? Is this a is this a reverse cuck situation? How does that work? No, there was there was no deal cucking there. Okay. It was just straight proper. It, Corey got fucked. Proper fucked. Like in uh, I reckon the rabbit gets fucked. <laughs> Jeez. Hi, proper fucked. Yeah, that so I had a, a big battle. video game week and, uh, you know, good for that's, me. I'm the that's, best. That's awesome. You are the best, buddy. <laughs> um, I had a, I had a medium week. I watched some stuff. I do want to give a, a quick shout out to, oh, uh, this will lead into, um, yeah. So beautiful wife, Jen, she won an award. She got a- Oh, uh, damn. Yeah, she got the most- Pod for Jen. Pod clap, yeah. Most Hell professional yes. uh, pharma pharmacy tech. Um, came with a little bit of a prize and a shout out at a conference. And anyway, she won and she's very proud. Um, I'm very proud of her. The reason she won is one of our listeners, shout out listener Carrie Ann, wrote a very nice letter to this thing. She had to apply for it. She had to like nominate Jen. So she nominated Jen. So essentially she's a better husband than I am. They work in the same profession. So it makes more sense for her to do it rather than me just write. Jen is great. I love her like, like an idiot. Um, I can't but, imagine I'm ever going to get nominated for any sort of a wor- award that involves the word professional. No. That's, <laughs> that's the, just not really my style. It's not my brand. Best semi-professional podcast that your buddies make. That's what I think we won that <laughs> award. <laughs> so, uh, so listener Carrie Ann, she also, coming in hot, like on all facets, um, she messaged me and said, hey, have you guys done an episode on this new documentary on Netflix? And I, I said... No, we haven't, but I'll watch it and I'll give it a shout out. So I watched um, the new, it's an untold. So Netflix is doing this untold thing where it's a bunch of, it's like uh, they're 30 for 30. Okay. If you're familiar, they're hour and a half, hour to hour and a half sports documentaries they did. Um, and I've watched two of them so far and they're fantastic. It's the one I watched this week was called Crime and Penalties. Okay. And this is called Netflix Untold. And yeah. this is a subtitle, Crime yeah, and Penalties. So it's untold as a series on Netflix. Crime okay. and penalties is this episode, and it's a it's a story, it's a real life story about a um, uh, a level below, so a minor hockey league team, a level below the NHL, the UHL. It's a hockey team run by the real life Tony Soprano. It they're the Danbury Thrashers, Trashers. Sorry, it's in Danbury, Connecticut. This guy buys a hockey team. So the, the basic premise of it is um, this guy is 
James is the real life Tony Soprano. Like the Sopranos is based off of him. So he he owns he's a, a he's a crime crime man and has he, crime money. And yep. he used that crime money to buy a minor hockey team. He has a he has a trash company. Like they can they collect it, all the trash on the is, is the hockey team for like money laundering purposes or is he just really well, into minor league hockey? No spoilers, but they so his kid was a big hockey player growing up. He got injured. Um, when he was getting out of the injury, he was 17 years old. His dad bought him a hockey team to manage. And this guy, like, it's, it's just awesome. Like it, it's so insane. They're talking about everybody's getting paid under the table. they they found all of these guys that were unreal fighters and they would just kick the shit out of teams and they, and they were winning and they, you know, it goes into both sides. It shows how fun, like it, it interviews a lot of the players and they're like, yeah, we would die for this guy. Cause guys would score the game winning goal. They come in and they slap down 10 ground on the, on the floor cash. Just give it to the team. Jesus. They were getting like, this is some it, crazy shit. Oh man. It is. It's awesome. And these guys, like they're pretty typical hockey players, but they're, they're not superstars or anything. They're just guys that are really good at fighting. Um, and like can skate and some of them score goals and stuff, but like it, it's an electric hour and a half. I I like how that like, um, we're like, oh, I mean, they're not like elite hockey players. Like they're mostly like fighters or whatever. And they're still probably in the top 95th percent of hockey players in the world. Yeah. So like I, a quick comment on that. Cause I, it, that's a good point. I play, um, like, cause I work downtown Calgary. And, uh, the odd time we get to play lunch hour hockey, like that's a thing that some, obviously with COVID and restrictions. That sounds really weird. We haven't done it, but that's, that's some things that some companies do like a directional company will put on and, uh, oil and gas companies will have a team and they'll come play at lunch and then go back to work. Um, but a lot, sometimes they hire guys that used to play in the NHL or at least had a couple of games in the NHL or played high level minor league hockey. And they are so much better than everybody else that it's like, if this guy can't make it, I don't know. It, it it just puts it in perspective that the NHL is the top one percent of the one percent, right? Yeah, like you got to be that good. You got to be that timing I used right. To, all that stuff. I used to work with a guy who was in very high level. I don't think he made it to the NHL, but he was in that one under. I can't. I don't know enough about sports to know, but I know that he spent, you know, from the time he was a kid till like his uh, late twenties in like professional hockey of some sorts of some level uh and he was in his 40s by the time i met him and worked with him but the guy was just you'd expect yeah he's a good hockey player but no at that level he's just good at every sport like compared to a normal person his athleticism just next level stupid you're not gonna beat him at anything yeah i would agree with that so watch fucking um, beat him at destiny 2 i'll tell you that much (laughs) fucking whip his ass up and down the street (laughs) the um yeah, crime and penalties. It was very good. It's only an hour and a half. That's cold cool. and laundry or whatever. I would I would check it out. The other one I watched was the um, Malice in the Palace. Did I talk about this? No, but that's a fun name. That sounds like a like a wrestling thing, like Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it it um it, this happened during our lifetime. I remember it happening. Did anybody um, get thrown through the Spanish announce table? No, it was uh it was during a Indiana Pacers and a Detroit Pistons game. So it's basketball, and they um just for you, Ryan. <laughs> I'm aware of the sport. I've heard of it. Um, and in this game, it was the end of the game, and um, Ron Artest, also I know known him. as Meta World Peace, ended up running in the stands. Is this the one where somebody threw a cup of water on him? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I'm, I remember this. Yeah, so this happened, and they did a whole untold documentary on the behind the scenes. They talked hmm. to Stephen Jackson. They talked to- um, Interesting. Stephen Jackson. No, that's not right. Um, and Jermaine O'Neal, the two other players that were involved in this. And- I got a question for you. Not a basketball guy, but you're you're pretty in tune with pop culture and, and popular and things. I know things. If you um if you saw Reggie Miller, would you know he was Reggie Miller? No. Okay. Like the name rings a bell. I don't think I could have necessarily told you he was a basketball player, but like So Reggie Miller was probably I'd say he's the best NBA player to never win a championship. Um he is in the he plays for the Pacers, so he was involved in the game, but he was in a suit. And the, my favorite line in the entire documentary was one of the players. So one of the cops is like, well, this guy came up in a suit and I didn't know if he was a basketball player or if he, this is an Indiana cop came up. If this guy came up to me in a suit, I didn't know if he was a basketball player or what he was doing on the court. I just got very defensive. And one of the other players, Stephen, 
and Steven Jackson, he looks at the, he looks at the camera and goes, man, how you not know Reggie Miller on the Indiana Pacers? <laughs> Cause it's like, if you lived in Indiana, Reggie Miller played huge. there for 22 years. And Indiana is a big basketball state. Huge. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Gene yeah. Ackman or whatever. Yeah. I'm aware of Hoosiers. Yeah. It, it's a huge basketball state for, so for this guy to just look straight faced in the camera and say he didn't recognize Reggie Miller. It's like this guy must wow. have been living under a rock. Way to go. Cop making a bad call. Jeez, you never see it. You just never see it. You just never see it. They're usually so spot on. Hey, uh, since we jumped right into things that we're watching, you're talking Sorry, about yeah. documentaries. No. Hey, that's the pod, my man. I know. I, you're I, well, doing I, it. I let in. Uh, did you not see that segue from listener shout outs to wife shout out to another listener shout out back to like the watching? 10 minutes ago. I already forgot what you uh, did. I know. I know. I also watched a docuseries. Oh. Me and beautiful wife Charlotte. Got wind of, I literally was like, I saw a tweet about a docuseries and I just like stopped and I was like, a new series on Amazon Prime. And we just like stopped what we were doing and went and watched all six episodes last weekend. So um, it's called Lula Rich and it is about the multi-level marketing company LulaRoe. Have you heard of this? Do you know what MLMs are? So a multi-level marketing company is a pyramid scheme that has done just enough to not technically be a pyramid scheme, but they're probably going to get sued anyways. Um, I, yeah, I got it. Direct sales, multi-level marketing, it's all the same. You recruit people and then make money off the people you recruit. Yeah, yeah. and then you you sell a bunch of trash. You know, you're... you're I think Arbonne is like that, isn't Arbonne's it? like that, yeah. Amway, this Lula Tupperware? Row thing. Tupperware, OG, Tupperware, one yeah. of the OGs. Um... Tupperware, I think you can buy in stores now, though. You can, um, yeah. So, and being, but it still is. And the key component to these multi-level marketing schemes that makes them like trash companies is that <laughs> they're not selling enough of whatever the product is to anybody outside the company. They're only selling it to people in the company because to be a member of the company, you have to buy a certain amount of stock, right? So oh. the whole and and then the 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 they push that you make more money. By signing people up as opposed to selling, which doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole, like you'll just watch the documentary, you'll understand more. But okay. the problem with these companies is that like they're broken because they're, only, they're making money off only their employees. Because I hired you to join my team and I get a higher, I get a bonus. And you to stay that level of a salesperson, you have to buy however many hundreds of dollars of stuff a week. But then you're going to resell it and you're going to make so much money. But that's actually not the case. So yeah. Traditionally, all these MLMs, these direct sale companies, they're called pyramid schemes for a reason because the only people making money are the very top 1% that came in at this beginning, right? So this was an interesting documentary because it it talked to a lot of people that got burnt hard by this, realized they got duped. Then it also talked to a lot of people that got very successful with it, made a lot of money, then realized, you know, actually maybe now is a good time to get out. Talk to people that are still in it and despite the 35 active lawsuits or whatever still think, no, this is a good thing. Talk to the owners, the the two that started it, and these people are fucking bananas. And the balls, the balls to be like, yeah, we'll be in your documentary about how bad our company is because we think it's a good company and we're going to prove it in our little talking head Prove segment. me wrong. Prove me yeah, wrong. He's just the, the, guy in the, the guy in the park meme, right? Verbal yeah. meme. Yeah, in the park sitting there. LuLaRoe is a good company. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really recommend it. If you like a good docu-series, Love a good 100%, docu-series. six episodes, knock them out. Some real fun characters. There's this <laughs> office guy that, like, you meet him the first talking ahead. He's like, yeah, I started working in the head office this year doing data entry or whatever. I didn't think I was going to get a real job. My real passion is um, refing high school volleyball and i'm serious about it i went to the state finals but then my dad was like you gotta get a real job like this guy is he's bringing some heat yeah refing high school volleyball it's not i mean i guess it's passion it, follow your passions uh yeah that's a weird passion for a grown man to have oh 100 yeah, yeah he was a weird guy for sure yeah, that's an odd passion um okay lularo what what did they sell oh they I, they sell shitty clothing it started out as like leggings and then expanded into a bunch of stuff but it's just cheap shitty nylon fabric with like crazy patterns and of course everybody we saw in the documentary was constantly always wearing stuff from this company and it all just looks like absolute trash and you know what if we have any listeners that love the brand and really like it you do you're you. fucking wrong i don't do care <laughs> um okay what's this called again lula millions lula rich 
Lula Rich. Lula okay. Row is the company. Lula Got Rich it. is the uh, and it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, nice work doing your homework this week, buddy. Congrats. Yeah, I remembered one for once. Yeah, for okay. once. Um, I want to shift gears. I want to shift gears. Of, well, I wanted to bring something up you that we gears. haven't addressed. Fine. Yeah, I won't shift well, gears. It, it's kind of along the same ilk. Um, you haven't watched probably the most popular docu series in the last I don't know six years. Who's got the time for it? Tiger King. You haven't watched it? No, it's because I know all the memes and all the jokes and all the references, and it was just everywhere for so long that I feel like I don't need to. Yeah, I guess. Like, it's not uh, my fault. Beautiful wife, Janet. It's not my fault. It's that goddamn Carol Baskin. See? Yeah. I did that perfectly. Haven't seen the show. Don't need to. So I will say this. I got in. I'm just proud I watched Tiger King because I got into Tiger King right at the beginning. This was one that I actually caught. Andrew Tuck. And I was like, well, this is going to be big. Like I I nailed it. And it was big. I told myself that. But like. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Tiger King. um, I would. I'm going to go watch this Lula Rich. It sounds better. It's very fun. um, Go shift gears, bud. Okay, so one of the movies that I watched since we last talked, new movie from James Wan called Malignant, and I cannot recommend this movie enough. It's bananas. I loved every second of it. I was, I felt, I felt every emotion during this. James Wan is a director known for creating Saw in the Saw Mm -hmm. franchise, creating Mm -hmm. Conjuring in the Conjuring franchise. He also directed Furious Seven and Aquaman. James Wan whips ass. And this movie, are you confused about Aquaman? No, which one was Furious 7? I'm trying to remember. That's the last one Paul Walker was in. Rest Uh, in peace, Paul. Cars don't, yeah, no, don't sing it. Um, (laughs) They're going to take us down. (laughs) No, it's okay. That was Um, key. So James Wan went back to, he's like, I want to go back and do a horror movie. Mm -hmm. And what he did is this is just a straight, like The Conjuring that you watched for the pod. Mm -hmm. It's a very spooky, well-made horror movie. And it it isn't um it isn't uh super derivative. It's not super um corny. It's like a very unique sort of horror movie, despite the fact that it's talking about not unique things, hauntings, right? Pretty classic. But they yeah. they do they do their own thing. This movie does an extremely good job, and it was very intentional to be like a throwback to the '90s. You're like. Uh, cheesier Freddy Krueger films when he's you know like his dumb catchphrases and you're like is this a comedy is this a horror movie it's it's gory and scary but then they're just ridiculous things are being said and this was 100% like that so there was times hmm. that I was like legitimately like ah this is scary this is frightening and then there was times where I was like yelling at the movie because of how absurd it was there was times where I was like laughing so hard I could not breathe this movie is bananas would recommend hey 100 crispy gem i everybody should go watch malignant as soon as possible Mm -mm. i uh i watched the trailer definitely not gonna watch it It you gotta do it do it it for me terrifying okay you know what halloween's coming up so i'll watch it before halloween it's scary movies it's pumpkin spice season it's also scarf season shout out big sweater season guy it's coming up and i will uh, are those still a thing yep doodog boots are a thing too shout out tom brady um, so yeah, I will watch Malignant probably before Halloween, maybe because I watched the trailer and I was like, mm, hard pass, man. That's a no for me, dog. But uh, <laughs> you don't trust the director of Aquaman to entertain you? Mm, I do. Is Patrick Wilson in it? God, I fucking like wish. <laughs> yeah, that's two movies he does with Patrick Wilson. James Wan posted a f- photo of him and Patty Wilson on the set of Aquaman, and they're just on a beach. And James Wan's just like dressed regular, and then Patty Wilson's in just like torn linen pants, shirtless, looking huge, big beard, crazy hair. It was a hell of a photo. Uh, yeah, pod favorite. We're a Patty Wilson fa- uh, fan cast here. A hundred percent. Um, we. I watched. Oh, I watched the movie that you watched. Speaking of Jason Momoa, look at this. I watched uh, Sweet Girl, and I and? finished it. It was. Do you understand awful. why I turned it off and when I turned it off? I was trying to think of. There's two points that I think I would have turned it off. Like I did stop watching it, and I was like, I realized that the next day I was like, I never finished that movie. And then I watched it again, and I was like, now I know why I shouldn't have finished this movie. Like mm-hmm. it is not good. I'm sorry. It's not. It's I, funny. I, it's funny that you bring that up because on my list next to talk about is another Netflix produced movie that I did finish technically but i just cut i fast forwarded through 
a solid 75% of it I, just to be like, let me get the, let me catch a couple of these story beats. I also think I watched the same movie. Okay, we're going to say it on three. One, One two, two, three. Kate. Oh. No, Kate was good. Are you I kidding know. me? I know it was. I thought I was like, but we oh. usually disagree. No, right? no, Kate so. was awesome. I haven't got to that. This movie was okay. back at John David Washington, who I love, who absolutely yeah. rules. But this seemed like a movie that was a um, embezzlement scheme. Okay. Which is which is a thing that happens. There's a Jason Statham movie called like D- Dark Siege Tale of the King or some crazy shit oh, like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, um, Uwe Boll directed it and it's just like it was it Dungeon is, Siege. Dungeons, yeah, maybe it is yeah. so it is so hilariously bad. And they're like, Well, you had a $150 million budget. What happened? How is it so bad? It's cause all the money was like embezzled. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah, there's a whole lawsuit. So, anyways, this movie reminded me of that because you're like, is this just a tourism ad for Greece that they hired John David Washington for? And it's like, it is very he, bad. A lot of it is like sixty percent of it is him just like running awkwardly places. And so I just like skipped ahead until there was people talking, like caught a bit of dialogue, skipped ahead. Do not recommend. John David Washington from Tenet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And from Denzel's Ballers. Kid. Yeah, he's uh, Ricky and Ballers. I can't remember his last name. Um, he's the wide receiver, the retiring player. Anyway, uh, yeah, I saw the preview for this. It He starts off on like a rock and he's running away from the Greek cops and he jumps off a cliff or something So like fucking that. bad. Yeah. That is um, that is awkward. Well, I'm sad that's bad. I like it. This two in a row from the movies. Netflix originals, but saved by yeah. this other Netflix original that you mentioned, Kate. You go ahead, you take it. It was you well loved done. It? I loved it. Yeah. Like it is exactly what you should be expecting. I think, mm-hmm. um, it's an action movie. Uh, Mary Elizabeth, what's her name? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She does an excellent job. Uh, Woody Harrelson's always good. in this, this, the role that he plays, uh, the bad guys are great. It's got some sword action. It's got some gun action. It's got some long distance sniping. It's got some close up action. It's got a lot of injecting yourself. With uh, with non sedatives, stimulants, non sedatives, also known as stimulants. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ruled a whipped ass. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth yeah. Winstead is an assassin that uh, is out for vengeance. We'll say that's a pretty easy tagline. But yeah, this movie was so much fun and uh, had a lot of flair. Like yeah. your storyline's pretty straightforward, not totally original. You know, it's an action movie. No. Nothing about those particular pieces all on their own are really original, but this has a lot of flair, was shot very fun, a lot of cool imagery. Um, they shot co- it in uh, Japan somewhere, yeah. and it's, well, yeah, it's cool well, as hell. The action was good. I really liked it. Like, that's a dumb thing to say, but I I, I have a problem with the Tough Bourne likes movie. explosions. Yeah, but it, it's not an explosion movie. I have a problem with the Bourne movies. I'm going to circle oh, back. Oh, the terrible fight cop because of the hand Because of the handicap. I'm doing it right now. Like, yeah. you're just going like this. But this you one know, had very good fight choreography. Sh- shout out to my YouTube boys, the the Corridor crew that I talk about. They do stuntman yeah. react as well as visual effects artists react. So a lot of the things you learn when you're watching this stuntman talk about it is, you know, they work so, the good ones the good teams, the good movies, the stunt crew is working so closely with the um, guy behind the camera, whether they be the director, the cinematographer, whoever it is, because filming a fight, if you don't know the story they're telling with the fight and what they're doing, doesn't work. Because then you get that born shit where it's so close up that you're like, well, he's punching and kicking him, but you can't actually see the punching and kicking. And there's other things too, where you're watching a fight and they like flip the side that the camera's on. And it's yeah. it. Your brain gets confused because the perspective is is all of a sudden different, but it didn't follow through on it. They do a lot better job explaining it. Yeah. But you can tell when those movies don't have a good working relationship between their fight choreography team and their filmmaking team. And this one had a very good relationship. Like yeah, you can tell, it was there's, great. There's the one fight scene. Um, I think it's the second one after. Is it the in the big, restaurant? Yeah, the restaurant. Oh, one. so that good. one is very good when she starts losing there and like yeah, it's. There's rules. a lot of really good, really good moments in that fight. So it is a, um, this is a shout out for Podfather Phil Tuck. It's a yoga movie. So mom, don't watch this one. It's too violent, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was well done. So Kate, go check it out. Netflix. Um, what else did you watch? That's it. That was the list. I thought I did a good job. You did. You did great, buddy. You know. Oh, you know what I, uh, you know what else I did watch? Trailer for Matrix Resurrections, and I am oh, yes. fucking hyped. The hype, the hype train has left the station. Choo choo, we ain't stopping. Well, it begs the question: 
are we just part of the matrix now? I don't know. Maybe what, what made us do the podcast. Um, I'm excited to see where they take it. I, I think the second and th- what's your opinion on the second and third matrix? I used to, okay. First matrix. I will awesome. hear nothing other than yeah. this movie is amazing. It is a masterpiece of art and it is going to go down in history as one of the best movies of all time. Uh, I, so I'm going to stop you there. <sighs> one of the best movies of all time. Maybe not, but one of the most revolution. Wait, wait, wait. One of the most revolutionary movies of all time. hundred percent. How dare you? Anyways. Well, uh, I, I, uh, my thoughts on the second, third one yes. were not as good. Obviously still a lot of good things about them. Fights are cool, etc. Stories, you know, kind of gets weird. They go for some big reaches and some cool stuff happens. Now revisiting them again, Recently, uh, I believe I watched the trilogy again last year, and fuck it, I'm probably gonna watch the Matrix again, like I'm watch soon, again. because of that trailer. Uh, the second one does still let me down a lot, but I actually really like the third one now that I've thought about it again, and oh. you've been thinking about the Matrix for like 20 years, and you go back and you watch the third one. I feel I feel like the third one does a lot better now. The second one is like meh. I think um, I actually think the second one doesn't get enough credit because it is sort of the um, it sets up the third one. The only thing that falls, and I the second I have one to sets up the third it. one, huh? Tell me more. <laughs> it <Got> expands. <laughs> yeah, you did. It expands the universe. You know what I mean? Like it expands the whole. We're not just living in a simulation. This has happened before. Like all that shit that happens in the second one that the architect does is very convoluted. And I'll, I'll liken it to this: the architect's speech was like an email I write trying to explain a very complicated subject. Like it sounds good in my head doesn't make any fucking sense when you read it out loud and you're somebody else um so i i think if you change that last scene the second one is much better i think the biggest problem with two and three is that they made such a good movie that broke everybody's minds with the question you know what is the matrix and then you finding out and then they get to the end of it and it's just like you just you just fucking like you hit a homer you hit a home run bases loaded grand slam and your next at bat it's never going to be as good because like what you you can't do you know what i mean you could hit another grand slam and and the other thing is too is that <laughs> every so many people had big ideas about oh what does this mean now yeah. and how is this and so you're uh, you're not going to be able to meet all those expectations so many people like a lot of movies you go into without really expectations in terms of yeah really caring about what the story they're going to tell is and the little intricate parts. But going from the matrix to the matrix reloaded, you know, people had opinions like back on whatever message board existed at that time. Yeah. Oh, big time. The, and like the people that were on those message bar message boards were 1000% thought they were in the matrix. They were just waiting oh, to follow that dorks. rabbit. Huge. Um, like you, 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 I guarantee you could Google it and find just tons of old news footage on YouTube of like, dudes waiting to get into the first showing of yeah the first showing of the matrix and they got the sunglasses on yeah. and they got their black Leather coats jackets, on and yeah. they think they're cool and that line smells like bo i'm telling you that now it definitely does it's not a good smelling line no there's not a lot of deodorant in the matrix apparently because it's, <laughs> ma- it's a matrix construct <laughs> that's we're stereotyping we shouldn't stereotype um I, the, one of the uh i'm excited two thoughts i'm excited because i think that with a fourth movie they can kind of either bring it back and I hope they're not trying to reopen it. I hope they're trying to kind of um, redeem the second and third movie and, and put a little bow on it. So it's a quadrology or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. You think they're going to expand it again? No, I think that they're going to do like a, a retelling or something that like a Mad Max Fury Road type situation where okay. you like technically it's where it's technically in universe and there is a continuation, but they don't really focus on it. They're telling a new story and, and mm. based on the trailer and, and I'll try to keep spoilers to a minimum trailer spoilers if you care. Some people yeah. do. So based on the trailer. And some of the scenes in the trailer, like there's a there's a very real chance that we're getting a very meta film, like a Matrix film that might reference the previous Matrix films in Ooh. universe, which is like my mind is racing and this sounds awesome. I'm so excited. I am as well. I One of the, we talked about my second thought, um, one of the movies, three of the movies that fell prey to this, everybody expects all these things and everybody thinks that this is going to happen and people think that they're people think that they're worse than they actually are that are the most recent star Wars trilogy. 
Oh yeah, you know the yeah. the first one and third one, I think uh, get a fair amount of criticism, and I feel like a fair amount of valid criticisms. Sure. But then that second one from Ryan Johnson, which whether or not you think it's good or you like it or not, it gets so much hate. Oh, like hate. literal hate. Yeah. Like one of the one of the actresses in the film retired from acting because the internet was giving her so much hate. It's insane. I don't know why it's such a hot topic. This film. I don't. I don't. And I. I like the. I. I think the first one deserves a bit of criticism because it's just a New Hope Volume Two. Like it's just the yeah, same the, story. The first one's a marketing strategy, and it worked. And it worked, and it got you hyped, and it was like, you know what? That where are they going to go with this? I don't think the second one's that bad. Like there is the whole story. I've, the second one's my favorite one of the new trilogy. Yeah, there, there's a whole storyline that like, um, you know, it's kind of a, a brother-in-law Scott, form, past guest Scott likens it to a video game. So it doesn't really apply anywhere else where they go and get the hacker and they got to come in and do like, they go to the casino planet and they save the kids. He's mm-hmm. like, it's just a video game. Like this doesn't add anything to the story. He's a big story guy, uh, which is a fair criticism. But overall, I think it progresses the trilogy. I think it highlights a few points. Uh, space, which Leia is a little bit much, but other than that, like, I don't, I don't hate it. I was defending it the other day on Twitter. It's like, man, why do we got to stop all this hate? You get those TLJ guys in your menchies. Also big news on Twitter. Did you see I went viral there for a bit? Got a thousand likes. A thousand likes? Huge. (laughs) For being, for being a dumb high school kid. Couldn't do it on the pod account, huh? No, no, that was a mistake. Damn. Oh, well, damn. (laughs) Uh, I was hoping I'd get a lot of engagement because they clicked I, uh. I got a tweet this week that only got three likes, but it did get me blocked by my local elected official. Get out of here. I'm doing it. I'm doing the Lord's work on Twitter. Fight fight the power. Yeah. Fight the power. Uh, Yeah. My tweet was about how I used to uh, be a bit of an asshole when I worked at a restaurant and my manager said, don't be an asshole. Got a bunch of likes. So good for me. (laughs) Growth. Yeah. Straight else? white man apologies gains huge recognition for all his hard work. Wow, Twitter had breaking headline. <laughs> well, I'm trying no, to grow here. You did. You've grown a lot since uh, that. Because I worked with that guy school. at that restaurant. No, that was a different restaurant. It's a different one. Yeah, this was the restaurant before that. I was in high school, so like obviously you just hormones and everything. Thank you, buddy. Um, I did watch season two of American Gods as well. I know this is old news, but that was one of the things I Actually, I, I haven't seen that up. series, but I'm assuming you watched one and two. You didn't just start with two? Yeah, I watched one a while ago. So I actually read this book. It's by, um, books by Neil Gaiman. He's an excellent storyteller. Um, and if I've, you haven't read the book, I would I would highly suggest it. I think it's, it's a very cool concept. Like the concept is um, gods are people and they were brought over by people. So when people came over from Africa or, or, um, when the Vikings landed, they brought these, these ideas, these gods, and then they, they morphed into actual people and they're just living among us and, um, they don't have any followers. And so they're, they're people trying to sway, they're trying to sway people into following them and believing in them. Like Jesus is, there's a multiple Jesuses like that kind of thing, because people bring over different ideals of Jesus. And it's interesting. It's, it's, and the first season, so the second season is a little bit weaker, um, but the first season is very beautifully shot. Like it's slow moving for sure, uh, but it's it's an interesting concept. It's it's a novel. It's a graphic novel. It's a story that's been told a bunch of times. They expanded the universe in the Amazon Prime show American Gods, and it's um, the, the essential crux is that they're the old gods are old gods like. Um, Easter and Jesus, all these Norse gods, um, they're, they're fighting against the new gods, which is like globalization and television and media and Siri. technology and stuff like, yeah, the ones that we pray to now, like we spend all this time in front of a TV. So that's, what's getting our attention. So television or media is a God. So it, it's, it's, oh, it's a cool concept. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd check out a couple. It is slow. I will you say says that, on prime. Eh? It is on prime. Yeah. This sounds cool. I might, I might give it a spin. It's, I've like, I've known, like I know I've heard of the show. Yeah. Could have told you it was a TV show. Couldn't have told you anything else about it's it. It's visually very pleasing, but you need to be in the right mood for it because they do. It's a lot of, um, it's not a yoga show. No, it's not a lot of violence. There's a little bit of nudity in it though. So shout out that. And you should have led with that, my man. I'm in. Pablo, what's the guy's name from, um, Pablo from, uh, Orange is the New Black. Porn stash. Pablo. Oh, Shriver. Shriver. Yeah, he's in it. What's the actor's name? He's not one of the, the Shrivers, is he? 
Like, is he related to Sabretooth? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's his, like, illegitimate cousin. They're both built the same. Um, he. Why does he have to be a weird illegitimate? Maybe it's just his, like, younger brother. I don't know. Pablo is in a traditional, like, Lev and, uh, what's the other one? It's the other Shriver brother. There's, There's another one? There? Isn't there? No, I'm confusing him. Uh, I'm mixing him up. With the Helmsworth, I think. <laughs> yes, there's three of those Hemsworth. I'm oh, really sorry, four. It. Four of the Hemsworth. It's apologies to the fourth Hemsworth. Um. Anyway, he's in it. He Luke. plays a le- he plays a leprechaun. So. Oh, that's fun. You know what? Yeah, I am going to check this out. Yeah, he seems would... tall for a leprechaun. Wow, that they they reference that. Oh yeah, it's a thing. Okay. The um. Uh. So yeah, American Gods season two, not as good as season one, but but still, I'm yeah, what, I'm enjoying do? it. I'm enjoying. Can't it. all be winners. Uh, speaking of which, I got a top three. Because we're kind of coming oh, up. We're to doing the, it. Doing yeah. the top three. We, uh, you know, what else are you going to do? We just went back into our next lockdown, right? Kind of. We're back. Oh in yeah, a, Alberta state of emergency. My week's been great. I love it here. So I really love it. We're it's going into more dumb. lockdown. Our government's uh, dumb. Go check out. Go check out American Gods, and uh, we're going to do top three prison movies. So. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, you got to think about this. I'm going to have to actually Google prison movies that I've seen, but um, I'm going to go first because I'm going to take it. Because it's the movie that I watch every time it's on TBS. I'm taking Shawshank. Yeah, no, no shocker there. That should be your number one pit. <laughs> number one, number one prison movie. Uh, now let me ask you this: How much of the movie needs to take place in a prison for it to be a prison movie? And does that prison need to be functional at the time? Ooh, good question. I know where you're going. Well, what I'm it. saying is, the, I'll is know, the I'll a prison it. movie. I'll allow it. Yep, that is a. There's prison a scene movie. where they have to break out of a cell. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, and he breaks into the. Yeah. I will allow that for Boom. sure. Lawyered. Got him. Got him. Okay. Next one. We've talked about it previously on the show as a previous crispy gem. Shot collar. Yeah, that's Lannister. a that's a good one. Yeah. Interesting. Nik- Nikolai Coster Waldo. Yeah. Great Nikolai. one. I'm gonna keep calling him Jamie Lannister. I know he probably doesn't yeah, like yeah. that, but he probably doesn't like it. You know what, Nikolai? Come on the show and defend yourself. Yeah, coward. <laughs> um I pick kind of a like goofy one to start, but I mean the rush is so good. Rock is so good. Yeah, it's the rock. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. That is, yeah, that's the one you go to every time. Well, I don't know what else to do. Like, uh. Do the really traumatic, uh, speech from the colonel. He's <laughs> talking about all the dead families or whatever. Oh. Do, maybe don't do the dramatic nah, speech. Nah, that's, I don't, I can't, that's, my accent isn't, um. What's his name? Great Jane. story. <laughs> no, what's the guy's name? What's the colonel's name? I'm blanking here. Oh, I don't remember. Off the top it's of my head. Ed Ed Harris. Oh, the actor is Ed Harris. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you wanted the character. No, name. I, I want the, the character. character's it's name. Colonel like Steel or something. <laughs> uh Escape from Al- Alcatraz from I think seventy eight or seventy nine with Clint Eastwood. Good movie. I yeah. didn't know if I like it's it is good, but like it's an older film and you know that the older movies just don't quite do it for me. But it's just one of those classics that it does hold up and it is a very good movie. I'm uh, I'm picking a newer one. Uh, also, this about your third an escape. one, third pick. I know. Also about an escape. Um, escape plan with Sly Stallone. That that's your third pick, huh? <laughs> yep. Because there's not a ton of great prison movies out there. Like it's not a this isn't a hot topic. But yeah, I liked I like that movie. I like the bad action. I like the old '90s action stars doing bad movies now. Love it. I mean, I think that they were, uh, they were um, uh, bad movies in the eighties and stuff too. It's just that we had seen oh, less yeah. of them. I they think. are bad. Yeah, not Predator though. When Jesse the Body Ventura goes, "You want some of this?" Handing the package of Red Man. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Best. This line in shit the movie. makes Cambodia feel like Kansas. <laughs> yeah, Predator Good rules. Movie. Good movie. Uh, okay, my third pick is going to be The Informer. I was kind of hemming and hawing on whether he was going to pick it because it is similar in some ways to Shot yes. Caller, uh, but just a really good movie. I think it has been a past crispy gem for me. Uh, I think I've also mentioned it as a crispy gem. We it's both good movie. Did at one so, point. Stars Damn. Joel Kinnaman. Love that guy. Jacked Absolutely. Up Joel. The best. And uh, yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, what are you gonna do? Honor- I, um, honorable mention to that season of The Walking Dead where they were in the prison before the show got bad. It was actually good then, so it's a good season to watch. That was the closest one of the comic books, actually. That was when they were competing against the General, which was low budget Liam Neeson. Speaking of um, 
Speaking of low-budget actors. I'm pretty sure that guy is Longmire, isn't he? Or is that a different guy? Oh, I don't know. Which I, seems like a show your dad he's would a, love. He's a legit actor. I don't, yeah. Longmire, Yellowstone. Uh, speaking of low-budget uh, act versions of actors, low-budget Jason Statham. What's his name? Um, you've mentioned it before when I referred to him like this. He's oh, in a movie oh. called Atonement, which is a prison movie. Or a... Yeah, atonement, which is very violent. He he goes to jail, comes out. He's the guy from um, the Debt Collector. What the fuck is his name? The Debt Collector. I'm blanking on all of this. Scott, somebody. Scott. Um, uh, oh fuck. Oh, Scott Atkins. Scott Atkins. Yeah. I didn't know. I called him. Poor man's Jason Statham. You did call him low budget Jason Statham. Yeah. Yeah. No, Scott Atkins. Yeah. He's a legitimate um, stunt performer turned actor, but like he's doing all those stunts. He's a cool guy. He does a cool, yeah, like he does a good job. He's just not Jason Statham, which who yeah, is, right? most of us aren't. Uh, okay, I think that's all I got. You got anything else? No, very fun. Nice talking to you. Great um, talking to you too. While you're on. Just for next podcast, you didn't know this time, um, but for next time, now that you know, I would like you to refer to me as um, Flawless Trials of Osiris player Ryan Phillips, please. Full title. <laughs> Okay, well, if you would like to see more of Tuck and Flawless Os- Trials of Osiris player Ryan Phillips, uh, please go to www, even though you don't need to apparently put that in there, www.tuckandrolls.ca. You can check us out on Instagram, which isn't very active right now, but I did update our website again, so shout out me for doing my other job. Um, you can check us out on Twitter. I just put it back instead of Kane's Great Cycle Challenge. I put our website back on the Instagram. So I thought you were saying you updated our actual website, and I was like, uh, I don't think Charlotte's going to appreciate you stealing her thunder I don't, like that. I don't touch that. That's your that's your beautiful wife, Charlotte's. She does a great job. Yeah, she updates it every week, and it looks great every time. And unlike our local provincial government, our website wasn't down for like the last day. <laughs> Shout out us. Yeah. Should have gone to check it out. Uh, Tuckandrolls.ca, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And engage with us. We will give you a shout out back because what else are we going to talk about? We're desperate for um, juice. You, you're the juice. Thanks again. Desperate for juice. Thanks again for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Put a little extra on that one, huh? Yeah. Outro cocked. <laughs>